Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Hello, this is Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 21st of February and the 12th of Adar 1 on the Hebrew calendar. And this week, our portion from the Torah, our parasha, is called Tetzaveh, which means you shall command. And today we're going to start in Exodus 29, verses 1 through 18. Let's first take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God. King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now, this is what you are to do to consecrate them, so that they may minister as Kohanim. Take one young bull and two rams without blemish along with matzot, cakes of matzot mixed with oil, and matzot wafers spread with oil. Make them from fine wheat flour. You are to put them into one basket and present them, along with the bull and the two rams. You are to bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Then take the garments and put the tunic on Aaron, along with the robe, the ephod, and the breastplate. Gird him with the artfully woven band of the ephod. Set the turban on his head and put the holy coronet on the turban. Then you are to take the anointing oil, pour it upon his head, and anoint him. Also, you are to bring his sons and put tunics on them. You are to gird Aaron and his sons with sashes, Tie headwear on them, and they shall hold the priesthood by perpetual statute. In this way, you are to consecrate Aaron and his sons. You are to bring the bull before the tent of meeting, and Aaron and his sons are to lay their hands on its head. You are to slaughter the bull before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then take the blood of the bull, put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and pour out all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. Also, take all the fat that covers the innards, the lobe above the liver, the two kidneys, along with the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. 
but the meat of the bull, along with its skin and its dung, you are to burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. Then take one ram, have Aaron and his sons lay their hands upon the head of the ram. Then slaughter the ram, take its blood, and sprinkle it around the altar. You are to cut the ram into pieces, wash its innards and its legs, and place them with its head and other pieces. Then you are to offer the whole ram up in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord, a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. That was Exodus 29, 1-18. Our portion today from the prophets is 2 Kings chapter 6. Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Behold now, the place where we are living in your presence is too cramped for us. So please, let's go to the Jordan and pick from there one eat each one a beam, and make ourselves a place there to live. Go, he answered. Then one of them said, Will you please come with your servants? I will go, he answered. So he went with them. And when they came to the Yarden, they began to cut down trees. But as one of them was cutting down a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Oh, my master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God asked, Where did it fall? When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it there, and made the axe head float. Then he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Now the king of Aram was warring against Israel. He consulted with his officers, saying, In such and such a place will be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Be careful not to pass this place, for the Arameans are coming down there. So the king of Israel sent word to the place the man of God told him and warned him about, and so he was on his guard there more than once or twice. His heart upset over this matter, the king of Aram summoned his officers and said to them, Tell me. Which one of us is on the king of Israel's side? But one of the officers said, No, my lord, the king. Rather, Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel, keeps telling the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go, see where he is, so I may send and seize him. Then it was reported to him, Behold, he is in Dotan. So he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there. They arrived at night and surrounded the city. Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was surrounding the city. So his attendant said to him, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? Fear not, he replied. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
When they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike this people with blinding light. So he struck them with blinding light according to the word of Elisha. Then Elisha said to them, This is not the road, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man whom you seek. So he led them to Samaria. Upon their arrival in Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they could see. Behold, they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, Shall I surely strike them down, Avi? Don't strike them down, he replied. Would you strike down those whom you have captured with your own sword and bow? Set before them bread and water that they may eat and drink and go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. After they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went back to their master. Ever since, the marauding bands of Aram stopped invading the land of Israel. Now it came to pass after this that King Ben-Hadad of Aram gathered all his army and marched against Samaria and besieged it. Now there was a great famine in Samaria since they were besieging it until a donkey's head was sold for eighty pieces of silver and the quarter of a cove of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, My lord the king, help! But he said, If the lord doesn't help you, how would I help you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? Then the king asked her, What's the matter with you? She answered, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we took, cooked my son and ate him. The next day I told her, Give your son that we may eat him. But she hid her son. Now, It came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes as he was passing by on the wall. The people looked, and behold, the king had sackcloth underneath upon his flesh. Then he said, May God do so to me and even more if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. Now Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. The king had sent a messenger ahead, yet even before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see? This son of a murderer was sent to take away my head. Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door fast against him. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While he was yet talking with them, behold, The messenger came down with him. So the king said, Look, this evil is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? That was Second Kings chapter 6. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 119, verses 25 through 48. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I told of my ways, and you answered me. 
Teach me your statutes. Help me discern the ways of your precepts, so I may meditate upon your wonders. My soul weeps with grief. Make me stand firm with your word. Turn me away from the deceitful way, and be gracious to me with your Torah. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your judgments. I cling to your testimonies. Lord, do not put me to shame. I run the course of your mitzvot, for you open wide my heart. Teach me the way of your decrees, Lord, and I will follow them to the end. Give me understanding, that I may keep your Torah and observe it with all my heart. Help me walk in the path of your mitzvot, for I delight in it. Turn my heart to your testimonies, and not to dishonest gain. Turn my eyes away from gazing at vanity, but revive me in your ways. Fulfill your word to your servant, which leads to reverence for you. Make the disgrace I dread pass away, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me by your righteousness. May your loving kindness come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your word, so I may answer the one taunting me, for I trust in your word. Never snatch out of my mouth a word of truth, for I hope in your judgments, so I may always keep your Torah forever and ever, and walk about in freedom, for I have sought your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies before kings and never be ashamed. I delight in your mitzvot, which I love. I reach out my hands for your mitzvot, which I love, and meditate on your decrees. That was Psalm 119, 25-48. And now from the Apostles, our final portion for today will be Yohanan, or John Chapter 11, verses 28 through 57. After she said this, she left and secretly told her, her sister, Miriam, The teacher is here and he's calling for you. As soon as Miriam heard, she quickly got up and was coming to him. Now, Yeshua had not yet come into the village but was still in the place where Marta had met him. The Judeans, who were with Miriam in the house and comforting her, seeing how quickly she got up and went out, followed her. They thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. So when Miriam came to where Yeshua was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Master, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Yeshua saw her weeping, and the Judeans who came with her weeping, he was deeply troubled in spirit and himself agitated. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, master, they tell him. Yeshua wept, so the Judeans said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Couldn't this one who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? So Yeshua Again, deeply troubled within himself, comes to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Yeshua says, Roll away the stone. Malta, 
The dead man's sister said to him, Master, by this time he stinks. He's been dead for four days. Yeshua says to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they rolled away the stone. Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of this crowd standing around, I said it, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Elazar, come out. He who had been dead came out, wrapped in burial clothes, binding his hands and feet with a cloth over his face. And Yeshua tells them, Cut him loose and let him go. Therefore many of the Judeans who had come to Miriam and had seen what Yeshua had done put their trust in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Yeshua had done. So the ruling Kohanim and Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we doing? they asked. This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was Kohen Gadol that year, said to them, You know nothing. You don't take into account that it is better for you that one man die for the people, rather than for the whole nation to be destroyed. Now, he had not said this by himself, but as the Kohen Gadol that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also so that he might gather together into one the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill him. Therefore, Yeshua no longer walked openly among the Judeans, but went from there to the country near the wilderness, to a city called Ephraim. He stayed there with his disciples. Now the Jewish Passover was near, and many people went up out of the regions to Yerushalayim before Passover to purify themselves. So they were searching for Yeshua, saying to one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think? Won't he come to the feast at all? Now the ruling Kohanim and Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it so that they might arrest him. That was John eleven twenty-eight through 57, and it concludes the readings for today. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Hebrews 1 today also. Well, thank you so much for following along with us. I pray that this scripture that you have heard today will be an encouragement to your heart and give you strength as you go through your day. It's been an honor to get to read for you. Well, that's it for me. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you from Israel. Until next time. Mm-hmm.